Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fan the Flames football podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and I'm here with Avery. And today we're going to be talking about the defense as fall camp has started. And man, it's uh, it's pretty interesting uh, year that I've had this year. So we're starting a little bit later than normal. So we're just going to be covering the whole defense. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get football season start. We're on only a few weeks away from week one against Bowling Green. And um, thanks for coming on, Avery. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, before we get into this, I just want to take some time to um, honor Taj Boyd, who tragically passed away um, just a week ago. And, um, you know, it, it hit the team and we know that uh, it's going to be a different season without him and for future as well. And um, we're just uh, we're praying for him. Uh, you know, we're hoping that, uh, you know, that through this, you know, listening to Chadwell, that this will bring the team closer and this will be a season to honor him. and. Um, yeah, I, I I really am. I, it just saddens me. So, as a football player, unfortunately, we don't get to see the football side of him. We've been, you know, passion on that side, but uh, you know, keep him and keep his family in your prayers. I did see that uh, the memorial is going to be next Saturday, the nineteenth. And they're taking donations directly to the funeral. So I saw yep. that out there on Twitter. So please, if you have any heart, donate, help the family out if you can. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's going to be a season that, uh, you know, like I said, will honor him. And, and like I've, I mean, we talked about the fashion, but I've also heard that uh, when he did speak, and he did get that one-on-one. He was someone that uh, was very enjoyable to be around. Very uh, had a very bright future that was uh, taken by a tragedy. So, um, you know, I'm 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 just excited that football is back. And you know, it's it's rough to get off on a rough start like that. But uh, we wanted to make sure that every um, every game that uh, we can take, we don't take it for granted. So, you know. Our lives are so uh, short, so as is. But yeah, um, we're gonna get into the defense um, and get talking about this 2023 defense that lost quite a few of their production. <laughs> Not quite a few of the production, a lot of their <laughs> production from last season. And the funny thing is, at the end of the day. And I know Avery, you agree with this. We have a lot of talent that hasn't proven anything just yet, but it's a lot of talent. I hesitate to say this, but we're just as talented, maybe. Uh, yeah. I think we're really, really talented. I'm not as worried about the defenses. You know, Twitter may be at times, but uh, I have a lot of confidence in this defense. And, Curious to see Skylar McGee. I believe this is his first year as the actual defensive coordinator. Uh, I don't know if he did it with Chadwell and any other stops. Maybe Charleston Southern. Maybe. Uh, I have to look that one up. 
So they're not with uh, Stags anymore. The Stags defensive coastal. Um, he fortunately got to spend that little springtime with Jack Curtis and keep some of the defense that worked for us and that our players are familiar with. So I think it's going to be a combination of what Coastal ran and what we ran last year. And then with Skylar McGee's own twist on it. He's a defensive line coach. So know that I think there's going to be a lot of blitzes um, and some fun stunts up, up front. That's what I would expect from him as a play caller. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, It's going to be interesting. Speaking of the defensive line, we're going to start off there, and we're going to go with the ends. I mean, the joker edge position. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talent here. Um, one that, I'll, and I want to kick this off with this before we, well, how about this? We'll say that as this. Who are your uh, standout? And I'll start out with mine first because I'm, I was going to get into it. Rashad Whitehead. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Brian Whitehead. Oh, Brian Whitehead. I was thinking of, for some reason, because of Jennings next to it. Brian Whitehead, my bad. Um, we're already starting off great this, this episode. Brian Whitehead. <laughs> Don't know why I was thinking of Rashad Whitehead. Probably because of uh, Rashad, I, uh, Rashad Whiteside last year. So Whiteside, yeah, yep, yep, it is. Um, I'm getting used to all these new faces. What do you know? That's I did that intentionally. Um, but uh, Brian Whitehead, who committed, was very highly sought after in a lot of um people's minds i mean we were excited about him we did an episode where we talked about him and then he decommitted to, from the team and went back to juco for a short period of time and now he's back on the team and he didn't i don't even think he announced that he came back on the team it was just we saw a picture of him and we're like wait is that whitehead <laughs> yeah. we each other. Is, that, is that whitehead yep yep and then when the roster finally came out for spring ball or summer ball. I can't remember when it was because yeah. it feels like all these months ran into each other. We were like, oh, yep, that's him. Good. We're, we were psyched to have him. Um, but he's the guy that I first would stick out of my list. So I just want to say Ben stole that from me. Uh, if you listen to previous podcasts, <laughs> you know that I was in love with uh, Brian Whitehead. Uh, I think he could be yeah. I mean, six free, 245. Uh, explosive mm-hmm. off the ball. I think he ran a 4 4 at a camp one time. Uh, but which is yeah. like explosive athlete, powerful, gets to the quarterback, finishes well, which is what you want in the Joker position. Um, and he's not going to be Darrell Johnson this year, at least, but he's going to give us a lot of talent at that position. Yeah, I have really high expectations for him. I'll say at least seven sacks this year. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I could see him starting in this lineup. So Yeah, he's my... Quasi starter, I don't know. One A, one B starter, I'd say. Him and uh, yeah. him and Bryson Jennings, I think, are going to battle it out. Uh, I've shared with Ben before. I think Bryson Jennings is almost Darrell Johnson 2.0, if you just look at him, just from mm-hmm. a quick glance and just talent-wise and seeing the things that he can do. Uh, he's actually a little bit longer, I believe, than Darrell Johnson, so I'm excited to have him there. I think him and Whiteside are going to battle it out um, there. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, and of course, uh, what's that? Yeah, I was going to say, and C.J. Bazile. I can't forget about C.J. Bazile. Yeah. That's my other guy at the Joker position. Um, he's put on some weight this offseason. He got some really valuable reps. Remember, he was our third-string Joker. Well, not Joker, but our Joker this year position behind Darrell and Steven Sings. 
and mm-hmm. got in. He did really well against UMass when uh, Sings was out. Uh, and some other games, he got some really good reps. So we're talking about a kid that got bigger during the offseason, was talented coming in, and got experience. So he very well could start as well, depending on how he does. Yep. Yep, I agree. And I also have Larry Jones as a possible joker, depending on how we go. You know, he's he's a crazy athlete. I, I hope he gets redshirted this year. That would be yeah. fantastic. But if we have to utilize him for four games, that would be good too. So, um He's got but, the um, push playing time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's coming from Florida, one of the better Florida schools. Um, you know, you're talking about a team that had, what, 10 to 15 players that all went to Division One. Um, what was it, Lakeside was that? Lake, Lakeland, yeah. Lakeland, yeah, Lakeland. Yep, so, um, so I'm excited about that. Another, but, another thing with um, uh, Bazile, uh Whitehead, and... Larry Jones is they're all guys that could also play the other edge position, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if McGee, again, he's a defensive line coach. He wants to get pressure. I wouldn't be surprised for long packages if we might have two of those guys on the field um, and take one of those edge positions and bump them inside or take them off the field just to kind of have that speed package that we see it a lot of times in NFL teams. Your Buffalo Bills had it a couple years ago. Um, yep. some of those speed packages and power packages. So I wouldn't be surprised if those guys could play both at times. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And um, we're going to move on to, speaking of that, the, going to the edge side, defensive end, traditional defensive end. Uh, my starter right now I have is TJ Bush. Um, coming, out of, coming out of Freedom High School, had a fantastic senior year. He had, what, 20-plus sacks? Yeah. And, I mean, how did he just – I mean, he's he's like his talent is four star at least. He's a blue chip recruit. I don't know how he's a three star. And he's six three two fifty. It's not like mm-hmm. he's an undersized guy or something like that. Like he came into college at six three two fifty, which is absolutely insane for a true freshman at defense. Mm-hmm. That's unheard of. <laughs> You're seeing yep. there's power five guys that are that big as freshmen. No, no. And he's someone that who had flipped from coastal commit. So he's someone that Chad Well and this coaching staff know very well. So um yeah, he's a Virginia Virginia kid who played for a state championship Virginia team in Freedom High School. So um I'm excited to see what he does um when he gets a chance to play out there. I I, I mean he's one of my impact freshmen throughout this entire team. He's top five easy, if not number one. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh it's like half of me wants to go with him as a starter, but uh, I'm going to go with Greg Carroll as our uh, starting uh, edge over there. Uh, he's got some experience, not a ton of playing time. Remember, he battled some injuries at Georgia Tech. Immensely talented coming out of Kentucky or Tennessee. Can't remember which one. Um, in I think it was school. Kentucky. Yeah, I think so. Um, so he's going to provide some, some talent there. and I think him and TJ Bush are going to battle it out. And I got a... Uh, and then Mayan Conway, another guy that's going to be a redshirt freshman for us. So we're really young, but really talented. And then again, look out for Larry Jones, guy that can play that position as well. So yep. we're excited yep. about and, these young, this young talent that we have. Yeah, and the other young talent would be Donovan Dozier. Mm-hmm. But he's we, we're hoping that he gets a full year of redshirt rest and maybe he'll play in the UMass game or something like that. Um, hopefully we're. 
What? <laughs> UMass already? Yeah, oh yeah. Hey man, they 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 have it coming for them. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, I think Great Carol is gonna. I mean, he was a very very good high school football player, and he didn't get a lot of time despite the injuries at Georgia Tech to really make an impact, which, I mean, Georgia Tech is kind of in a weird space right now, too, but we're not going to get too deep into that. They're like in the ACC, that's kind of like as conference realignment, they feel like a team that would be stuck in that, like the last four left with ACC, kind of like the Pac-4 four, pack four now. Um, and they're also kind of a team that, you know, just hasn't been very good in a while. So, um, you know, he's he's coming to here coming here to make an impact and I think he's going to. Um he's gonna have that opportunity with the amount of I mean, one of the things that we gotta remember is we didn't just lose Darrell Johnson. We lost Steve Sings. We also lost um Treshawn Clark who retired because he just, you know, I mean, he he was already did all of his four years anyways. He I think he only had one year or two he left. Um so it sucks to have the losses that we have had, but at the same time, there's a lot of guys that are very young that even if they don't make a ton of movement and a lot of impact this year, it gives them, even if only one or two of them make it, then it gives the other guys time to grow as time goes on. So, Yeah, I don't think it'll be this year. It'll be as much. Um, it'll be by committee this year more than uh, instead of having Darrell Johnson have whatever, 22 and a half tackles for loss. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be by committee. So yep. Jennings might yep. have a handful. Whitehead might have a handful of impact play. Um, that's not going to mm-hmm. be as uh, one-sided or as led. I think uh, in some ways we're deeper, just being able to have guys down the line that we can say, even our first turn can go, you know, this year. Yep. So. And I think we're going to play more guys this year. I think we're going to rotate them out. Just because that talent gap isn't as far this year as it might have been in the past. Whereas it's hard to take Terrell Johnson out of the game because he's so much better than the people behind him. Yep, yep, I agree, I agree. So we're going to move into the interior defensive linemen. And we're going to start off at one tech. Um, Right now I have Jay Hardy. Um, You know, last year he was kind of a guy that was kind of in there, but not really. And um, I've heard, yeah, that too. And I think, you know, you heard Kenny Charles interview on Flame Central. He's someone who he thinks can be an NFL guy, and I agree with that. I mean, he was a four-star recruit. You know, we're not talking about a guy who was some two-star that was just a big dude that went to some small school and was missed or something that Freeze took a chance on. This was a guy that was at an SEC school. And um, so I'm really excited about seeing his impact. And, you know, there's some other guys in this group um, as we go through this is that are going to make a huge impact. Yeah, I think I don't think I think Jay Hardy's going to have that position pretty much on lock to start. But I just remember these are bigger guys, so we're going to get a lot of guys to rotate in there as well. Uh, outside of Jay Hardy, uh, Tashi Galloway was a guy I was excited about. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to push for uh, I don't know if he'll push for starting, but uh, he's going to get a lot of playing time. Um, and then uh, Bryce Dixon I don't know where he's going to be at uh, he's going to be at the 1 or the 3 if he's at the 3 he could arguably 
I think he will back up Kendi at three, but he's going to get some rotations at the one. Again, I talked about like the speed package. He's a guy that you mm-hmm. can put in at that one tech. You know, if you want to get some pressure on the quarterback, just quicker, you can move a little bit better. Yeah. So I'd argue he's in there. If, if you knew me at all, you would know I absolutely love Elite uh, Marine. So he's bucked up to yep. 295. And I've said if he gets to around 300 pounds, he's going to be a monster. Um, mm-hmm. He has such a great motor. Um, so I'm excited to see how he's handling that weight, how he's moving with it and playing with it. Um, I think he's going to redshirt just because we have a lot of depth inside. But if we don't, I mean, he's up to 295. That's extremely impressive this fast. So. Yeah, and it looks, and from the pictures and videos and things like that, it's not a bad 295. It's a healthy, strong 295. So I can see him being yep. a, a, a guy that has some possibility to make an impact. But Tashi Galloway is going to be my guy that's new at that one tech that's going to make an impact. Yeah, I agree. And I think Nairn, um, I mean, he's going to be, he's the dark horse in this class yeah. um, for sure. Um, he's a guy that um, was honestly the leader of this class. I mean, when it comes to the spoken leader, um, I feel like this one, it's a little bit different. We haven't talked about the freshman yet in this class, but um, yeah, so, but um, do you have anything else you want to add with a one tech before we go on to the the obvious three tech? <laughs> obvious, who do you have starting there? Yeah, yeah, um, huh, <laughs> huh. Kendy Charles, you ever heard of him? I, I don't think I ever heard of him. Um, absolute superstar. Um, uh, you know, him, uh, both Avery and I were talking. Here's the thing. So there's a little bit of a, a thing with DeMario this past year. Was DeMario, oh, maybe he won't go to the NFL. Maybe he will. And I was like, I, I swear at some point on a podcast episode, I said, he's going to go to the NFL after this year. And he did. And I said, he's going to be a, either fifth to seventh rounder. Everybody's like, oh, maybe he won't get drafted. I'm like, no, he will. He'll be in that area. Yeah. And then he did. Um, I, the same thing for Kendy Charles. I really could see that happening. He's the most pro-ready player on this entire team outside of probably Axe Gadlin. So. Yeah, I'd agree with that statement. I, I could argue he's more pro-ready than X. Oh, yeah. Kendy's got that production. So does X, though. I mean, either way, you're talking about two guys that are going to have it. I think have a good chance of being drafted if they play well this year. Yep. Kendy's just so immensely talented. I mean, what he was able to do from three tech and inside. I was high on Dennis Osagade. I've been beating his drum a lot. Um, but a lot of what Dennis was able to do and was being freed up by Kendy just creating pressure on the other side and Letting Dennis Osagade at 5'11", 300, beat a center one-on-one because the guard had the slide. or you know, and he, Kenny was getting doubled a lot of times and still beating getting sacks and getting tackles for losses. So, yeah. He's yeah. going to be a big difference maker this year. I mean, he's the leader, no doubt. I'm super excited. I hope he breaks out. I hope he gets drafted. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, So... Then after that, we, of course, got Bryce Dixon, who was a guy that was highly recruited. Amari Williams, who's a JUCO transfer coming in, came into the second transfer portal window. Excited about him as well. And then Chris Bodie. Um, That kind of wraps up my defensive tackle. I mean, Bryce Dixon, I mean, if he was – if there was no Kenny Charles, I would feel pretty good about 
<laughs> Bryce Dixon too. But I'm glad that we have Kendi because then we have Dixon to grow a little bit more after only one season out there. I'm happy you said it because Bryce Dixon could start on this team. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah. you even mentioned it. Like uh, SEC schools were trying to like grab Bryce Dixon. He committed from Liberty, like texting him after he committed and stuff like that. And he played as a freshman. So again, you're talking yep. about an SEC level player that got playing time and got experience as a true freshman. That's only going to bode well, really, really well for him moving forward. So if Kenny wasn't here, Bryce Dixon would be our starter, and we would be happy. So having yep. those two guys is going to be really good. Um, and then I've been high. I like Chris Bolte. I'm a Maryland guy. He's a Maryland guy. Um, yeah. Went down a little bit this year, it looks like. I think he he's a guy that in the past went back, from, went back and forth from a one-tech and three-tech. I think him slimming down looks like he's going to be more of a three-tech this year then. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he's going to be a solid depth piece. And Amari Williams, uh, I spoke over Ben, I apologize, but I liked his film a lot. I think he's really talented as a, as a Juco guy. So I'm really excited about that. I think inside, we're going to be just fine inside. Like, yep. The players we have, we're good. We have depth. Knock on wood, you know, no injuries, but they do happen in the game of football. And we have guys that can play. And also we have guys that can yep. play multiple positions inside. So that's going to be very, very valuable for us. Again, I'm super excited to see what McGee can do with this group, how he creates pressures with them, what he can do. You have a lot of really intelligent players, I think, as well. Kendi is very smart if you watch him play and listen to him talk. Um, so, yeah, I think you have some high football IQ guys that can allow you to do some things that are special. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we're going to move on to linebacker. We're not going to really specify, really, linebacker. We're just going to go through it as a whole. Um, I mean, because I don't even know necessarily the system that we're going to be running. I haven't really seen too much. Um, I also haven't been really like trying to look too much, mostly because I've been busy. Um, but I'll be at the Fan Appreciation Day come Saturday, so we'll be able to see where everybody's at when it comes to rotation too. At that point, um, so yeah, let's start off with the defense. I honestly the the defender at linebacker that I'm most high on to shock everybody this year, and I know I'm stealing from Avery again, probably, is Tyron Dupree. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do this year. He's he's a very, very smart guy. He's a funny dude, too. After listening to the interview with AY, um, Alan York, on the Flames podcast, and yeah, he's he's... He's a guy that's, you know, a lot of people were like, well, we don't have a standout linebacker. I mean, if you look back at Dupree, he's had some very, very good moments. Um, I mean, so I'm excited about him. And then, you know, we'll we'll get into some more here in a second. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't listened to that time of Dupree, uh, and if you listen to it, he sounds like an amazing human being and young man, a great mm-hmm. leader. Again, another very high football IQ guy in this film shows that as well. It looks like he slimmed down some based on the roster, which is good for him. Um, I think it's going to allow him to play in space better, whereas before he's kind of a blitzer, a run stopper. Uh, so now I think he's going to be able to be on the field more. Uh, uh, the guy that I think is going to make a difference is, I hope I pronounced him, isn't that last name right? Chike uh, uh Yeah. Coming from Abilene, Abilene Christian. Don't forget, he played at Rutgers. Um, he's a guy that honestly, is he's coming from a WAC school, WAC W A C Western Athletic. <laughs> WAC. Um, uh, I know Ben would like that joke. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, 
he he reminds me of the impact that Dennis Osagade had. So Chike was originally at Rutgers uh, FBS school. Obviously, Dennis Osagade was originally at UMass FBS school. Um, both actually had got playing time but made an impact there. Chike made some impact at Rutgers, and he probably could have stayed and kept on playing there. But he chose to transfer FCS and play at Abilene Christian. <laughs> and his film speaks for itself. He's a player. Um, I feel like he got on got uh went a little unnoticed at Abilene Christian, but he's gonna come here. He's gonna make an impact. Uh he came here and chose us over Cincinnati, I believe, and at like Louisville and some other schools up there. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason why P five schools wanted him. Um and then of course, like we already said, Tyron Dupree, I really like Toronto Jolly. I think he's an excellent third and long linebacker. That's where I think his strength is. I think he's more of a coverage linebacker. He used to be a DB obviously. Uh, Akil Washington, he's going to bring leadership. He's going to bring, he's going to hit with a punch. Um, I'm curious to see if Akil moves down to the end at all this year a little bit in certain packages. Yeah. Um, and Nicholas Days can play. Um, we got him late. There was no announcement on him. Uh, go back and watch his Western Kentucky um, film. He's a good player. Um, I don't know what happened last year at Toledo. He only had one tackle. I'm wondering if he transferred out early or injury or something like that mm-hmm. i'd love to hear from a Toledo fan or media and what happened there but go, go back and watch his watch kentucky uh film he can play um, jordan norwood was extremely talented out of uh high school um, maurice freeman's and i think he's similar to jerome jolly he can come in and play mm-hmm. coverage linebacker um, yep. in that in that area and then the guy that i think could have an Ahmad Walker-esque type impact on this team is Olin, Olin Robinson. Um, he can play. I mean, yep. he's a Georgia kid just like uh, Ahmad Walker, but I, I, they don't have the same game necessarily, but I think that he could have an Ahmad Walker impact that he could play as a freshman and make an impact as a freshman, a significant impact as a freshman. So I say all this as I named everyone uh, just because <laughs> I really like those linebackers. I don't think we're in as bad a shape as everyone was making the sound. Again, it's going to be by committee. We might not have, I think Chike can be a dominant linebacker overall, but we might not have, you know, that force like Story Jackson, where, you know, he's always on the field. We can't get him off the field. It's going to be by committee this year, which makes our team strong because if he goes down, something happens. Targeting happens a lot at linebacker. We saw that from Mob Walker. Sometimes the best ability is availability. I love the Mob Walker, but he got off the field a lot for us. So, you know, we have to have guys in depth. And I think this year we have better depth. And it, I think last year losing some of those linebackers to help or uh, suspensions for quarters and stuff like that will prepare us for this year. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, um, yeah, with Owen Robinson, I think the big difference between him and Ahmad Walker, Ahmad Walker's a very, like, down the hill downhill linebacker and i feel like robinson can be a little bit more sideline to sideline yeah um in their styles um so i mean ahmad i mean uh i'm gonna be cheering for smu in some ways this year because you know they got a lot of liberty guys both coaches and players alike so um i just want to see him do well i don't have any hard feelings against them um, I, personally, I think SMU is a is not much of a step up, if if anything, compared to Liberty. I really don't. Um, you know, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if we're talking about facilities and fans, I mean, this ain't the Pony Express. So, um, you know, so 
you know, uh, it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, and one of the guys that I think is going to shock some, but some people in the long run is Barrett Newman. Um, I mean, he is a guy that I was like, I can't believe we're not offering him because it was, he was a PWO. And then, I mean, there's, I don't know if they, if he is an official scholarship, but I mean, Liberty Flames, their official Twitter gave him committed a whole thing and they don't do that with PWOs. So I was like, okay. And he was also an excellent baseball player. Him and Reese Mooney, I think played each other in baseball at one point. So, um, or maybe some summer ball or something. So it's uh, pretty cool um, to have a guy like that who I think is going to be a um, impact player in the long run and someone that like people are going to be talking about in here in a few years. Yeah, I didn't name him just because I think he's going to end up red shirt this year, put on some weight, um, and get used to his blood. But if you want to watch the fun highlight tape, watch his highlights. He could hit. He plays sideline to sideline, comes down to I me. Mean, he does everything you want as a linebacker. He was just a little undersized. So yep. give him the year, give him some time to bulk up. Like Ben said, in the long run, he's going to be a monster. We both said the same thing. We're like, how is this kid? We actually talked to each other. We're like, how is this kid a PW? <laughs> we, don't, mm-hmm. like, we don't see how he is. So, and I don't believe he is anymore. He could be wrong, but not surprised that he was out for scholarship. Yep. Yep, agreed. Yeah, I'm excited about this um, linebacker group, and I think the guy that needs to have a breakout season is Akil Washington. I really do. Um, that's kind of my one of my last things I wanted to add before we move on. So, um, yeah, um, we're going to move on to the corners next, and we're going to do this a lot like the linebackers. Um, you know, the guy that sticks off the, the page for me is uh, everyone would say the returner, which is Kobe Singleton, but I think the guy that's going to make an impact this year is Elijah Hopkins, um, the coastal transfer, who's a redshirt freshman. Um, the dude is an elite athlete. Um, like, we're talking, I mean, he's he's got to run like a 4-3. I mean, <laughs> he is insane. So um, he's the first guy that pops off the page. And, of course, we've had some other guys who have returned to, like, uh, Dexter Ricks and a Marion Williams. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Just a ditto on that. Elijah Hopkins. I remember I said it. I was like, he can play offense. So he can play whatever position he wanted. Like, he is an elite yeah. athlete, super quick. Um, mm-hmm. So he's going to be big for us. Uh, so I got Kobe Singleton starting. I think he's got that position unlocked. I think he's really, really talented. Yep. Uh, I agree. I think Amarion Williams and Elijah Hopkins are going to battle it out as the uh, other corner over there. Yep. Uh, Josh Wiggins came in and put on 10 pounds. That's impressive in only a couple months. He's going to get some better for some playing time. Uh, Marquise Bell is a bigger corner. You know, not in height, but just stature. Uh, he's going to be there. Uh, my sleeper is Dexter Ricks. Uh, he's a talented player out of uh, high school. When I got that year of the red shirt, I, think he, I remember he got in against UMass some, and I'm sure he got in other times. Four games at least, and was still able to red shirt. Uh, so we're talented there. We're super young, very, very young. And then Jamal uh, Miles is a guy that I think could play right now. I watched his tape out of high school, and I thought that he could have played for us last year. So I think you might want to redshirt him just to save some years. But we're looking at seven guys there that all can play at this level. You know, mm-hmm. um, I will say one thing about this roster that's going to separate us from previous rosters is we have some guys on the 
previous roster that were holdovers from FCS. You know, mm-hmm. we were us and maybe the military academies were their only FBS offers. Or us and UMass and UConn were their only FBS offers. We have some guys that have loads of FBS P5 offers on this team now. Like, it's no longer just leftover players that were scratching the surface of FBS. We're talking about players that were scratching P5 surface level coming out of high school. So just getting them developed, which I think Hugh Free's staff did well. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Jamie Chadwell's staff is going to do well as well. So we're young, which makes me nervous, to be honest with you, at corner. Corner is the most difficult position in football, in my opinion. Um, oh, yeah. But talented, immensely talented. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, big into that, um, which a uh, little side note, I've always thought that, but I had an old argument with somebody about that. I've always thought that middle linebacker was the most difficult and most important position on the defense compared to ed- edge. Everyone's like, edge, edge, edge. I'm like, yeah, that's important when it comes to impacting the quarterback but your linebackers calling out a lot of the blitzes and calling out a lot of things. And then your safeties are helping, you know, so to segue into that, we're going to move on to our defensive backs <laughs> um, who are going to be helping line up the defense. And I mean, we're also going to put in that, not just, uh, just safeties, but also the nickel. Um, so, I mean, I'll just say it. One of the leaders of this entire team outside of X and um, Kendi is Quentin Reese. Um, he's going to be a baller this year. He's someone who broke out in 2021, and now he's the guy. Um, Scruggs is no longer here. It's it's Ritz Reese. So um, I'm really excited to see his leadership and what he can bring to the table um, both through that and also as a very good football player. Yeah, uh, I'm very excited about this, these safety positions. I have no idea who's going to play what and where. Um, I can mm-hmm. just tell you who I think our top three guys are um, and then go from there. I, I really don't know, you know. Like, just to say, like, Quentin Reese played our uh, equivalent to our nickel. I'm blanking on the word that we use in our defense last year, but equivalent to our nickel. I forget. Like, Quentin Reese last year, um, uh, which really isn't his natural position. He's more of a rear strong safety, so I don't know which one he's going to play. Uh, so he's going to be somewhere. Jalen Jimerson's going to be somewhere, and then Brandon Bishop. So I think the mix-up is going to be where's Brandon Bishop play. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. played more traditional safety, but if you look at him and watch him play, he's more of a nickel safety, for, like what we would want out of a nickel safety, and he can play. Had an offer out of K State when he transferred from Louisville uh, last mm-hmm. year. So, and don't forget, he had that. He was a walk on at Alabama, had some experience there. So he's played and been coached by Nick Saban, you know, the DB yep. guru. So he's got a lot of experience, and he seems very wise if you listen to him talk. Um, has good leadership. So I think those three are going to be the leaders, and then um, I think Brylon Green and actually, let me backtrack for a second. Corey Jones is in that group as well so i think those four yep i agree are gonna somehow be starters and high rotation players and then add brylan green into that group as well who could also be a starter on at this team as well uh, immensely talented again another thing is you know Corey jones started some games last year for us brock rahimi got mm-hmm. suspended a good, a good amount for some hits um 
and some injuries back there in the secondary. And Corey Jones had a good amount of playing time. Um, and so did Brylon Green. We're talking about they played against BYU. They played against Arkansas. They played against Wake Forest. They played against really, really good teams. Um, so those are the guys that I'm kind of looking at to lead the room. And then I forgot about one of my favorite players, Preston Hodge. Who is <laughs> be our, our, I think he's going to be our nickel coming. Yep. Second string nickel. That's where I have him. You know, if you watch this, he can play. He can play. I think he's more of a corner in a lot of ways, and that's what he came in as. He was a corner. Then we moved him to safety. Then he stuck at safety. So if you're a corner that plays safety, the, per- the perfect position for you is nickel. <laughs> so yep. I think he's really, really talented. He's in the perfect spot. And then um, my sleeper is Jaden Sweeney, the lead yep. athlete. He had that big dunk on Twitter that uh, when they had the dunk contest and he won it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that I think could compete for playing time. Yeah, Jaden Sweeney um, was, I mean, even Freeze was pretty high on. but. Um... The other two guys in this group that I see are Christian Bodnar and Javen Ford. Those are the last two guys. Um, and that's not to say that the the last by any means on talent. Christian Bodnar is an excellent. Um, I could see him being a punt returner in the long run. That's how good he is. Yeah. Um, you don't see very many safeties see punt returners, but um, so and then Javen Ford, another uh, very talented player who needs a little bit more you know, time to continue to grow. But I think he's going to get there in the next couple of years. Yeah, Jamie Ford and Christian Bond are extremely talented. I was just looking at the depth in front of them. It's, it's, it's going to be hard for them to necessarily start, but they're going to battle for playing time for sure. I, mean, I was high on yep. Jamie Ford. Um, I think he can play. He's another elite athlete out there. Our safety group, you could argue our safety group's up there with interior D-line, but talent, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of talent back there at safety. Which, yep. if we want to be honest, the two most positions that you want talent at might be interior D line and safety. So, yeah, I'd make that argument. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know. I mean, geez, we've had Scruggs and Thomas, and I mean, geez, we've had so much talent. I mean, Rahimi yeah. that have been there in the past few years that have been great now we have some of these guys that are you know gonna have to step up so all right then i'll put you on the spot here you can't choose tj bush who's gonna be your impact freshman this year okay um shoot i'm not gonna steal the guy i think you're gonna say so i'm gonna go with um olin robinson so that is the guy i was gonna say Okay. <laughs> um, I thought you were gonna say another guy. Well, maybe I'll surprise you this one. I think Jamal uh, Miles is the guy that Yeah, I'm that's what I thought you were gonna say. Okay. <laughs> I'm high on Olin Robinson. That would have been my probably uh first choice just because I think he has the talent. Uh Jamal Miles, I think he has the talent and is in the purpose perfect position depth wise as well. Just only having seven corners uh on the team being just as talented as all the guys in front of him, uh, and having all the traits that you look for in a good corner, I think he could yep. easily play now. So I think he he's gonna get some good playing time for us, some type of way, hopefully. But I, well, I will say maybe not. Hopefully, if we have that. Fun. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Well, I think that's everything. 
Um, so, I mean, thanks again for listening. Um, everybody out there, next week, Avery and I are back on the pod. This will come out on a Wednesday. The other one will come out on the following Wednesday. And uh, we're going to be talking about the offense and talk a little bit about special teams. Um, so there's a, I mean, honestly, the special teams battle is going to be pretty interesting at kicker. Um, I've heard different things between who's who and who's going to be that. I know that punter seems like Max Morgan. He's a scholarship guy. He's going to have it down. But um, we'll dig into that more next week. Um, yeah, with the offense. So. Excited to hear about that. That's going to be fun. And then Fan Appreciation Day. That's too bad Avery couldn't come with the fam next Saturday. That's going to be a lot of fun. So if you can make it, I believe the kickoff is at like 6, which is kind of cool. I hope that it's cool weather um, and, you know, we can get some decent uh, decent turnout. Um, it's going to be fun to have a night one. Um, it, it should be pretty fun with that but um with all that being said uh god bless and go flames go flames yeah all right see